Hello. How are you? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all the listeners out there on Talk Architecture Podcast. Your host here, Nazeti Muhammad Yaqub. I'm happy to talk today about something that I lectured on recently on critical thinking and architecture theory relating to design approaches. It was a lecture for my second year students in the first degree of architecture school and also preparing for um, the final parts of writing the book. And I got this quote from Kevin Martlow in Small Projects. The quote is, let me say it out there. Design is the conversation between creativity and context. It's all about context. Design is about context, but how we as designers uses or use our creativity, our talents, everything that we know, knowledge and skills in dealing with the context. And there is a conversation happening between creativity and context of the individual designer. When you have a dialogue with a tutor, it is also a conversation that is the dialogue or other forms of discourse between two or more individuals, like in group presentation or group crits or analysis of the site, there could be this conversation happening, or it could be a particular one-to-one conversation between the tutor, the design tutor and the student. So there is a dialogue happening from one crit to another, yeah? So the conversation between the creativity, you individually, and the context, which is the site context or any other context that you have to know with regard to the subject or the topic or the design project that you are doing at the moment. So, so there is this thing as well that we told the student about, which is the narrative, which is something that in the definition here that we got from the internet, the systematic recitation of an event or a series of events. So that the narrative is the verbalization of your concept, your design concept or your architectural design concept. So to verbalize the visuals that you have in your mind and um, have it drawn out. To accompany the drawing is a narrative that you explain, usually this is the case now. Um, we, we don't just uh, read your drawings. We wanna hear from the author as well, the narrative of the architectural design. So now because of this conversation going on or this narrative happening, the reflection by the individual, it is a very subjective or it's a very fluid thing that's happening and you, you can't really, tie it down, um, you know, in 
in compartments or you know an activity that is specific or instructional architecture being iterative in terms of your mind your design and you do something else and then you have a dialogue and it keeps on going on and on and going back and forth sometimes you get stuck and sometimes you need a conversation so yeah looking into that definition again design is the conversation between creativity and context and the importance of context we told the student or uh, yeah we basically discussed with the students about um, context but before we went to context we quoted from Christopher Alexander's notes on the synthesis of form because form is why isn't form in this quote of design why is it just a conversation between creativity and context why isn't form in being said at all in this you know, in this quote. Well, <clears throat> because form is will merge from this conversation between creativity and context. Form is the form is the solution to the problem. So this is some this is in parallel to this. I have Christopher and Alexander's quotes, um, which says the ultimate object of design, we're talking about design still, and the ultimate object of it is form. Eventually, form will be given. Form will be the eventual thing. So physical clarity, says Alexander, physical clarity cannot be achieved in a form until there is first some programmatic clarity in the designer's mind and actions. Is when you talk about design intent, you talk about the vision, you talk about what do you actually want to achieve in the end. And then Alexander said further, every design problem begins with an effort to achieve fitness between two entities, the form in question and its context. So further to what I've said, the quote I've said earlier, we actually um also need to talk about form. What is then form with regard to context? So form is a solution to the problem. The context defines the problem. You can't come out with a solution unless you define the problem. Therefore, context precedes form. Therefore, at the end of the day, you have form plus context. So what we try to uh, emphasize on uh, when it comes to the students learning is that um, you can't just come up with a form um, out of the air. It has to, to justify as a solution to the problem. And there are many problems there, design problems that's associated with the project at hand. So, yes, so underlying that is the ultimate object of design is form. So form without context is nothing. It's just the designer's fantasy or fancy. So we also talk about programmatic, um, programmatic um, aspects of the design earlier. And 
what is program or or many programs, uh, but you know, program is could be just one program, which is in this case, the student had to do meditative spaces and ancillary spaces all wrapped into a program. And then we talk about the functional aspects in the program when we design, obviously, which is because of context been so um, context is defined here in this quote by Lowe, everything in existence is shrink wrapped in its unique dense weave of relationships that we call its context. When Lowe mentioned about specific contexts or context specificities, is what he intended to emphasize on the relationships and how it's all connected together. So at that phenomenon, at that time and place and space, I mean, at that moment in this context, then you could, um, um, you know, design or solve the problem better. And this is something that we wanted to to actually um, place importance when it's coming to the learning learning architecture or or in the architecture design course. And it's something that has to be have to start early in the in the degree in the first year, second year of understanding about context. Because if you're not dealing with context, what are you dealing with? So low for the ad for the stated that problem solving is dependent on one's ability to grasp the contextual weave surrounding any issue. The knowledge you know, somebody need of the terrain is needed, you know, when you come into, in this architecturally, architectural wise, you know, you understand the context and you can come in and solve the problem. The deeper the complexity of a problem, the deeper must one converse with the beef of this particular context for heightened intuition and informed decision-making. So when, this is specific to architectural approach and design when you deal with context and giving form later on. But in, in a very general manner, context is the background, environment, setting, framework, or surroundings of events or occurrence. And in the and that itself, if you say it generally, it also helps the student of architecture to actually, okay, um, we're talking about meditative space, what is the events that's happening in my project what what can you know what are the occurrences taking ablution or um meditating or talking to each other or consuming food or you know walking through the vegetation or digging or you know, all these aspects of what one does in a space like this and trying to explore the design 
So we told the students many things and it is a conversation. A lecture is a conversation, um, defining ideas, defining terms, defining concepts. Um, and the approach of phenomenologists in their work. Um, and we try to, to introduce the writings that people write about. Um, for example, this is a reference that I found in cooperhewitt.org on sensory design. So we're introducing phenomenology to the student, the phenomenologist, the usual Yuhani. Palasma and Peter Zantor and all these writings, but whether the student would pick that up, whether they would actually find those articles, whether they are interested in that is kind of like, it's up to them. So there, in a way, there is two things that we do in architecture theory class. We instruct them to do some things and they do those things and they learn from it, or we give reference for them to explore and is connected to their project. The struggle that the students have, because when we talk about students at second year level and the struggle of identifying themselves as an architectural designer is those words, those expectations in which they originally learned in the first year and um, you need to undo some of them. Uh, because much of the design is from outside in, meaning that it's like almost like a artist or a design or a sculpture doing some form and then not really going into the, not designing inside out or, not being in that space. So when we teach about precedence, the space, the precedence of examples of previous um, designers that they decided to, to say that they learned, often, number one, they not really did, did enough research in the precedence studies. They may not have visited those buildings, but they just like the image or it looks cool or something, but they, but they're more critical about it. So they have to find the articles on it or some critique on it. And number two, they actually, if they can't, they actually have to imagine themselves in that space and ask questions. Asking questions is such an important thing. So we were talking about sensory design just now um, as assisting with phenomenology um, the five or six senses that we have. I mean, we have five senses, but people like to add other senses as well, isn't it? So in this particular Cooper Hewitt quote, um, there's a, there is illustration on the right of um, skin, smell, vision, hearing, haptic, kinesthesia, active touch, basic orienting, compression of space, expansion of space, this interesting diagram that shows essentially illustration of 
a human being coming into a space. And it is helpful to understand about sensory design and the quote that says, the senses move us through space. The eye or ear is not a fixed camera or microphone wired to a wall. Our sense organs are connected to a head that turns, arms that reach and bodies that wander and seek the sound smells and shifting shadows of a room or a streetscape help orient this knowledge hungry body. Sensory experience hits us from all directions. Taking into account of sensory design or a multi-sensorium approach and doing a project that has to do with a meditative space, it's kind of you just have to tune in into this sense of yourself. You have to define the sense of space, this place, the sense of place that you create in the space. How would you create this a place? Yeah. And um, we learn from the phenomenologists which place importance on experience, asking questions about our world. When architects are presented with design problems, along with the design problem, the designer needs to refer to past examples to help find a solution. And um, we talk about typical things that they may have been in like a village or a house a village, a village's house or kampong house. We talk about the coffee shop and the act of eating breakfast, which is typical Malaysian breakfast and the sense of space in that shop house. And we talk about other sense of place, like in Herman Herzberger in 2000, quoted that place implies a special value added to a space. It has a particular meaning for a number of people who feel attached to one another and derive from it a feeling of solidarity, space, whatever its purpose can come to mean place, whether for individuals or for small or larger groups, place is then a special added signifier or rather signifier of that space. So I've heard this before, placemaking, sense of place. This is the same thing, placemaking and sense of place. I've talked about this earlier and how certain characteristic or certain natural phenomena can, can create that sense of place because they have a certain space and also the artifacts or the thing that's, that makes that space in terms of the building or the natural uh, phenomenon or the natural uh, vegetation, nature or vegetation of that space. And um, so in the end, when we, when we discuss about context and context specificity, um, 
and we talk about the conversation that needs to happen when you start designing a quote back to design is a conversation between creativity and context, not creativity and form. So this is the, the start of one should do when one is have an approach to a design that one doesn't approach with form, one approach with this clarity in your eyes, uh, sorry, in your mind, the designer's mind and actions on what the program is, which is based on the context that is given and also the brief. So this is a, a refresher on what is designed and based on the quote that I gave earlier. And I hope that you had some sort of um, thoughts and, and just thinking about this in terms of how this is important for students of architecture at the very beginning of the degree course, because it sets out an approach for them for the rest of their lives. If they were thinking form is, you have to derive a form immediately without understanding the context, then that's how they would approach their whole life as a designer. So that's critical lesson to be learned. So I thank you for listening in. We'll meet you again in the next podcast session.